Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? It's Christmas Town. Check it out. I We went full like Christmas sweater. I got my Star Wars sweater representing. You got Luke and Vader duking it out. You got the Rebel Phoenix and you got the Imperial Cog. I'm just, I'm decked down. I got another one for tomorrow as well. So get excited. There was one I wanted to get that my wife said was too tacky. And so I didn't get it, but it was like a Chewbacca's whole face. And it was so gloriously tacky and ugly. I loved it. But my wife would have been very embarrassed if I wore it out in public. So I had to compromise with this one. Um, so obviously this is, guys, this is the Christmas special part one with Krista J. Bullock. And I'm so excited. Um, and this is actually her idea. This whole thing was her idea. And we went, we, we leaned into it hard, guys. I got my, I got my Christmas mug with my candy cane green tea. Uh, and, you know, we're, we are, we have decked the halls. Like it is, it is legit. So, um, all right, guys, you know, this guest very well. Uh, she's a songwriter. She's a powerful preacher. Uh, let's give it up for Krista J. Bullock. Hey, hey. Hello. Hello. Oh, I love that intro. Yeah, we did a little Christmas village. And that so. is uh, music from a Charlie Brown Christmas. It, it I know that very yeah, well. It is, it is definitely, it's stock music, but I got it because it uh, it sounds like the music. Yeah, it does sound so like the music. For copyright purposes, nobody. Yeah, for copyright use, purposes, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you no. But I, real one. Yes, yeah. but, but I do know that kind of music very well because I'm a massive Charlie Brown Christmas fan. Same. Same. I love it so Same. much. It's great. It's a great story. Great message as well. Yes, it really so. is. Especially when Linus drops the the blanket for the very first time to tell oh, yeah. what the true meaning of Christmas actually is. So uh -huh. I encourage you to go watch that with your family. Yes. This, this season. It's really good. Yeah, it's a good one. So yes. before the show, we were talking about how you've got some nicknames because you're like, <laughs> Christmas is your jam. It is my jam. Yeah. Very much so. Like crank it up loud. Yeah. It's my jam. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. Uh, so people uh, have called me uh, Christmas Krista, uh, Krista Christmas. Um, and one of my favorite things to do, and you will never be able to do this the same anymore, is insert my name into every Christmas song that says Krista. <laughs> like oh, it says man. Christmas, put my name in there and like uh I'll be home for Krista. Oh, Have yourself a merry little Krista. Oh, you know, there, you can go on and on. Some are controversial, some are not. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can put those in there. And uh, like I said, like all I want for Krista is you to yeah. subscribe to this channel. Oh man. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah, well, I'm so excited to have you on this show and it's, you're one of those people. It just is like, I could have thought I could think of no other person, you know, to, to help close out this year uh, with oh, people. And it's just, it's such an honor to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you. I mean, it is an honor to be here and uh, to know that you got this idea from me. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, you're leaving I'm a just, legacy. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, this, this, <laughs> this is absolutely like if I was not in the Christmas spirit before, I am now. Oh, like, yeah. this, this is what kicked it off. 
right yeah. now, this yeah. program. Yeah, it's such a special time of year too. And I'm I'm very I'm often very jovial during this time of year as well. So my my wife, my um my parents or my my in-laws love seeing me open presents because I'm very expressive and uh yeah. and so yeah, it's great. I love it. Oh, it is love it. It, it is the best. The most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is. We can Amen. keep going on and on with the We puns. could, yeah. And we actually <laughs> will do a little bit more festivities at the end. But um, you got a great message. Um, and I really want to just kind of lean into this. So um, the topic is protecting your promise. Um, mm -hmm. And so I kind of want you to just go, uh, you know, with what the Lord has on your heart to share. And we'll go from there. Yeah, so... I wanted to start out with uh, leading, kind of leading up to protecting your promise of having the Mary kind of faith. Mm. And if you wanted to make it real festive, you could do M-E-R-R-Y, having the Mary kind of faith. But of <laughs> course, we're talking about having the Mary, M-A-R-Y kind of faith. And of course, I am talking about the single most just brave, uh, strong woman in the scripture. And that is Mary, uh, most known to the entire world as the mother of Jesus. And I mean, who else do you talk about around this time, mm -hmm. you know, than, than one of the most talked about women during this time of year? And that is, of course, Mary. And Mary is my favorite. She is my absolute favorite person person in the scripture really and yes absolutely okay. and I, and i know people you know they throw out the big names in the mm -hmm. in the scripture but mary is mine and not i mean obviously you know for obvious reasons you know mm -hmm. she is the the mother of jesus which yeah. is kind of a big deal it's a big deal i mean it's a pretty big deal but she is just so and and i'm just going to kind of talk about her just a little bit before before we dive into to different things that that she did and and the things that the lord has showed me out of out of the book of luke and out of the scripture and and where it talks about her life but a lot of people yes the the only thing they know about her is that she was the virgin that gave birth she's the mother of jesus that's about it that's about all that's really talked about and is is that but I believe there was so much more to Mary mm -hmm. than than just that. And and one of one of the reasons why she's so cool to me is because I mean obviously we know she was a young girl. I mean she was a teenager uh during this time. But Mary had to have been we we think about her all the time and and I think it's just because society and religion and everything has just kind of painted a picture of what Mary was mm -hmm. and everybody just sees her in this blue robe and the white headdress yep. sitting on, sitting on the donkey, you know, yeah. sideways and, and then, you know, holding Jesus and, and all that. We just see her uh, almost in a silhouette with, yeah. with Joseph. And yeah. That, almost and like a caricature or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, but Mary was, she was a real girl and she, she, this really did happen because of the book of Luke starts everything out with and it came to pass so obviously that tells us right there this was a true story this was a real event that took place and and mary 
And and I'm just going to I'm going to read this from the scripture real quick, but I'm going to read this out of the message translation, because a lot of us have have heard the Christmas story. If you haven't read it, which you should, you have heard it. And it's especially Mm -hmm. talked about during this time. Any Christmas play you go to that shows the birth of Jesus in most churches, everything we, we talk about this. But I want to read and this is out of Luke chapter one. Uh, I believe it starts in 26. Yes. So it says, this is out of the message translation. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph. And the virgin's name was Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. And obviously we know the King James says, uh, you have found favor with God. And then it goes, it says, God be with you. Then it says she was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Now I'm going to stop right there. Now we have to, we read this as a story and we all shout and we all praise God and everything because we know how the story ended. We know the beginning. We know the middle. We know the end. We, we read it all. And so everybody gets excited. But we have to remember this was a real event that took place. This was a real story. And so you shout, you run, you you cry, everything, because you know the end result. But what if we were real? I mean, I mean, we're we are real sitting here. We're I mean, this is a, a very conversational program. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very real. Yeah. And so if you take yourself and you put yourself in that position, I just want you to imagine yourself. Right then, especially all you women, I want you to imagine yourself, you're, you're out doing the laundry or, or, or whatever you're doing outside, and all of a sudden, an angel appears to you. Now, you might be sitting thinking, oh, praise God, an angel. Have you encountered an angel? Have you ever seen one? Now, we don't know what Gabriel looked like at that moment. The scripture doesn't tell us whether he took on the appearance of a man, whether he was whether he took on the appearance of a real angel with the big wings and, and everything. We, we don't know what he looked like at that moment because all it says was that he appeared to her. And so he appears to her. Here's this guy. Here's this angel. If it did look like an angel, first of all, you're standing there staring at him. And then he says, fear not. Or, or in this, this translation, he says, good morning. <laughs> good morning. And you're like, oh, good morning. <laughs> he says, good morning. Um, you have found favor with God. You are, Blessed are you uh, among women. You have found favor with God. In this, in the message trans- translation, it says, you're beautiful. It's, mm. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, good morning. Well, well, thank you. And then he goes on to tell her. Okay, so you will become pregnant 
and you will have a son and you will call him Jesus and his kingdom will reign forever and there will be no end. If you haven't ran already by this point, then I mean, you've got to put yourself in this position. You're you're looking and this this angel is telling you all these things and you're like, okay yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> Whoa, I, yeah. the man i haven't even had my coffee yet like mm-hmm. this is this is a lot mm-hmm. and um but it says in the scripture that mary became troubled and a lot of people think that she was scared and that word trouble actually means perplexed or in mm-hmm. a state of confusion wow and so that is just what i said she's standing there going Okay, <laughs> you you know, um, okay, how how could this this be? And I, I love what the message translation says of when of when the angel says, um, good morning, you're beautiful inside and out. And it says she wondered what what the meaning could be behind a greeting like this, you know, because you're you're somebody just shows up at your door and and you're just like okay, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are you what, peddling? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what are you trying to sell here? You know, yeah. it's like with people that have kids, I don't have children, but people that have kids, they come to you like moms and dads. Good morning. You're beautiful inside and out. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're wondering what a, what a meaning like this uh-huh, could be. Yeah. And so, but after he tells her all of this, the coolest thing about Mary is we only have record that she asked one question, just one. Mm. And it was a very valid question. She, it wasn't an unbelief question. It wasn't questioning God. It was just a very valid point. She said, how can this be seeing that I've never known a man? For those of you that don't know the King James translation, the message translation says, how can this be that I have never slept with a man? Mm. And that's the only question she asked. And, and it's very valid because obviously what natural law has set in motion of how children are born. Mm-hmm. And so she stands there and that's all she asked. Well, then the angel goes on to tell her, she, he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? Now, this is in the message translation, so I love the way it puts it. Mm -hmm. Everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And then Mary says the coolest thing out of all the scripture. She says, and in the message, she says, yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Mm -hmm. And in the scripture, it says, be it done unto me according to your word in the King James. And so that's, that's all she said. She didn't stand there and try to argue with the angel. She didn't stand there and and try to to make it all make sense in her life. She just heard this promise from God and she stood there and she just asked one very valid question, which is how could it be? Mm -hmm. And then he explained to her. And when he said 
nothing is impossible with God. She said, well, then be it done unto me according mm -hmm. to your word. At that moment, Mary's faith was so charged with believing what God had promised her. She had no problem questioning, questioning anything they said, anything the angel said, anything God would have said to her. She just said, be it done unto me. In the NIV, it says, it's either the NIV or the New Living Translation. One says, may everything you say about me come true. Mm. May everything you say. Right then, Mary released her faith. She came into agreement with God at that moment. They, they were the two. She came into agreement with, with the most high God for a promise that he had given her. And she stood on that promise and she went, that is what I like to call the Mary kind of faith. You don't stand there when a promise is given to you by God. You don't stand there and argue with him and try to make it all make sense in the natural world. You don't try to carve out paths the way it should go. You just believe him at his word and you say, be done unto me according to your word and then go from there. You don't stand there and just say, well, God, well, how can this be because this, and then what about this? And then what about that? And then what about that? Just say, well, may everything you say about me come true. May everything you say about me come to pass and then let God take it from there. And so that is what I wanted before we jumped into anything, what I like to call the Mary kind of faith. Yeah. And I love it. I even wrote it down. M-E-R-R-Y kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. And it makes you merry. It makes you happy. It does. And I, I you know, it's interesting because I actually was just thinking about this whole idea, not necessarily about Mary, but about like Mary believed his his words. It wasn't like, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. And then asking right. like 50 questions about like, I need to know exactly how this is going to play out. And I think that that's where your faith comes in. It's like if God gives you a promise or you get a prophetic word from somebody, it's not, it's not just like, you can't just like lay idle and, and be like, I, I'm always like, you know, I want to put the hand to the plow and be like, okay, God, I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to walk this out. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that um, is very much so illustrated in Mary. Um, and I liked what the NIV word says where the angel is saying, he says, for no word from God will ever fail. And yeah. Um, man, that's, that's a promise, you know, yeah. and that's one that we can stand on. And I think that there's a lot of people right now that, um, do feel a, a lot of hope deferred in, in regards to right. stuff. Maybe, maybe December has been a tough month for some people, you know? Um, and, um, I think this is just a great word, um, hey, for, for even those people, even the people that are charged right now that are stoked and, and they're in the <laughs> thick of it. But even the people that are that are feeling like they're having a really tough time right now, like this word yeah. is for you. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I think it's great. Go for it. Absolutely. And and another thing that I, I love about Mary, too, is uh, one of the names of Mary means rebelliousness mm. or rebellious. And and a lot of people don't know that. So I believe that Mary was strategically picked by God. To, to have Jesus, because like we were talking about, what a word that this was to mm -hmm. get. 
that, that you're going to conceive, though you've never known a man, you're going to conceive and your son is going to be the son of God and that he's going to save the world. And, you know, and of course, I'm putting this in my terms, but mm-hmm. and that he's going to be the king of kings, the Lord of lords, his kingdom will never end. And there had to be a strategic person picked that would believe this. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, you can't tell me that Mary was not a wild thinker. That she might have might have daydreamed a little bit. She She may have been the type that was just like... Yeah, you know, I could see myself doing something like this and, you know, would just kind of space out and, and do those things. And but and and don't get me wrong. I don't think that the name rebellious, that that meaning means that Mary was some some sinner that went out and, and partied all the time and all this and, and rebelled all the time. But what I believe that that meant was that Mary was rebellious, maybe against natural things, natural law, mm-hmm. maybe things that were just so set into motion, like that she had to do. Cause you know, back then people named their children by the meaning of mm-hmm. the name. Yeah, it wasn't did. just because it sounded good. It was, they took into consideration the meanings of the names and which are, a lot of people should do now take into consideration the meaning of your child's name, Mm -hmm. but they named her that for, for a specific reason. And I believe that, you know, a lot of times too, back then, not only did they name their children, you know, for, for a certain reason, but they had, their children had to do what the family did. You know, we, we see it in, in today's society, you know, it's like, you got to go to medical school because your dad went to medical school. Your sister is in the medical field. You know, you got to mm-hmm. go into, you got to go to this college. You got to go to that college because that's where your family went. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be a lawyer because your family's in law and and so on and so on. Or, you know, you got to be a carpenter because your dad was a carpenter. Yep. And, you know, and it just keeps going. We see this all the time in families, but it was even more back then. You did what your family did. Yeah. You you followed in the footsteps of your family. And I believe that Mary had her own dreams and she had her own visions. And maybe that Mary was the type that was like, you know, there's a big world out there. There's a bigger world than what I can see here around me. I don't want to to do this. I've got my own dreams. I I know I know that I can do something great for God. I know that I can be used. You know, she knew that she served the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob because those stories were told more back then than they are now. She knew that she came from the tribe that served the God that parted the Red Sea. She had heard all these stories. She had heard all these miracles that happened. She had heard Joshua and the wall. She had heard all these different things. And I believe that Mary thought, I want to be used like that for God. I want to do these things for God. I want to be, I want to become great for God. Mm. 
because I know that there's more than just this little town around me. And I know that there's more than just what, what my family has done through the years. And I believe that she began to, to seek God and, and to want these things. And, you know, it says that he grants the desires of our hearts. And so I believe that she started pulling on that. Just, you know, her soul cry to do something great started drawing that to her. And of course, she was pure in the eyes of God. Uh, in the eyes of man, she was she was a beautiful person inside and out. But she wanted to do something great. And she was not going to be confined by what was just said in front of her. Like, mm-hmm. Mary, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. No, you can't do it this way. It has to be done ABC. You can't yeah. go around and, and do these things. And so I believe that Mary was like, no, that's where the rebellion in her name came from. No, I, I don't have to do it this way because I know that I can do something and step out and, and create a legacy of my own and yeah. do something, do something great for God. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden an angel appears to Mary and says, you found favor with God. You found favor. Blessed are you among women for you found favor with God. Another way that that could be put, think about this is Mary. Your faith has pleased God. Mm. Your faith has pleased him. You know, she may have been out there that day in, in the, uh, in the field or wherever, you know, they always portray her hanging up her laundry or something, you know, on the line. And, and she may have been out there. Maybe she had a discouraging morning. Maybe she had a discouraging night, you know, and, and I know this because I have those nights. I have those mornings where you think it, it, am I ever going to to do what I want to do mm-hmm. as far as these dreams and these visions? And especially here in the last couple of years, we have definitely had those challenges. Oh, for sure. And, you know, and we we think about these things, we get discouraged and the enemy will play on that. And, and maybe she had had a discouraging night before or maybe she had just been trying to encourage herself in the Lord, just like she had heard that David had done. And and we have to encourage ourselves and. Maybe she was out there going, I'm going to make something of myself someday. I'm, I'm going to do something great for God. I'm going to be used for him one day. I, I, I'm going to be able to tell what God has done in my life and for my family and be able to preach it uh, everywhere. I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to do these things. And I'm going to do this one day. And all, and maybe, maybe, of course, she didn't say in Jesus' name because yeah. in my son's name, yeah, <laughs> but your son's, yeah, yeah, but but maybe she was, maybe she was just speaking these things because she knew something about faith from her fathers in the yeah. faith, and she turned, and all of a sudden there was an angel standing there and said, "Mary, you found favor with God. Mm. You know, it takes faith to please God." That's what the scripture says, says faith pleases God. And maybe Mary's faith on the inside leaped out and God said, that's her. Mm. That's her. Mm. 
That's the one I want to give birth to my son. That's the one I want to bring him into this world. Why? Because she could teach him about faith too. Mm -hmm. And obviously everything he heard came from his father, but don't you know that she knew these things because it had happened to her. And when maybe others would doubt things around her, Jesus heard Mary say, no, let me tell you something about impossible things. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something about big dreams that Mm -hmm. God gives you because because I've had it happen to me and Jesus heard these things that his mother said and and I just believe that it was Mary's faith that that caused her to find favor with God Mm. and to bring the son of God and our savior into this world and so you can't after hearing that tell me that Mary doesn't become one of your favorite people in the scripture Yeah. And I think too, like to add more credit to what you're saying, like even the nature of even just culturally, um, and this isn't, it's not too far from the way it would be now, I think, um, uh, where she's like, oh, I I'm pregnant. And they're like, and, and she's like, oh, you know, I don't know what, you know, like exactly the scenarios that played out for her, but like, they're like, right. You got pregnant from, from God, you know? And it's like, right. I think that even the nature of that was very counter uh, the culture of that time, just like what happened um, where, you know, what, even that um, was breaking religious, the religious spirit off of people, because especially when they started to see the fruit of that with Jesus and the life he lived and the miracles he performed, they're like, yes, I'm a believer. I own hundred percent believe it. And I'm sure there were people that, you know, 100% believed at the time when she was pregnant too, you know? So, um, and John the Baptist inside the womb bore witness to being near Jesus. So I think, um, that adds more credit to what you're saying, even just with what her name meant. It was like rebellious against the status quo. Um, even just the, the nature of the birth of Jesus as well. So, Oh yeah. And I think, I think one of the reasons too, why Mary is, is so, so cool to me is because I do relate to her a lot. You know, it's like, you know, for, for one, having, having big, big visions and big dreams and wanting to do something great for God. And one day Mary is going to credit me in heaven. Like I'm going to talk to her and she's going to be like, you had it, girl. You had it. Like you, you knew <laughs> you got the vision. Yeah. But I, you know, it, it would be like me now if I went out and told everybody, hey, um, I'm having a child. Um, I've never been with anybody. They would be like, like all the live stream would go crazy. Like it would <laughs> yeah. just, it would go nuts. And, yeah, and it'd be really o- hard to engage your faith <laughs> on that one. Yeah, yeah. But the only, but the thing about it is, is the only reason one or two people may believe you is because of this story right here. Mm-hmm. But back then, there this story hadn't happened. Yeah. The, this this hadn't happened. So moving on to another point, Mary got this word from God. She believed it. She she reached out with her faith. She pulled it in. Now she had to move on with protecting that promise. She had to move on with protecting it. Now, listen, who in the world is going to believe this story except maybe an 80-year-old pregnant woman? An 80-year-old pregnant woman who was declared barren, that she could not have 
a child. And back then, you know, that was actually really considered a, a disgrace that you could not have a child mm-hmm. because you were supposed to continue that line. Mm-hmm. And so who, who else would believe her? And that's why the angel told her. She, he said, your cousin, Elizabeth, is in her old age and she was declared barren, but she's six months pregnant. And Mary was like, so that sparked Mary's faith mm-hmm. when, when she heard that that was possible because following that, the angel said nothing is impossible with God. And so that sparked Mary's faith. So when Mary knew that she had to protect that promise, she said, I need to go find Elizabeth. I need to go find her because I need to talk. I've got to have somebody to talk to. I've got to have somebody who could possibly relate because Mary's carrying this all alone. You know, it's just her and God. That's, that's literally her, God, the angels, the only ones that know. And so she's like, I, I've got to find somebody that I can talk to that, that would believe this. Now, putting this into modern day times, when God gives you a word and he gives you a promise, Don't go blab it to everybody you see Mm -hmm. because newsflash, not everybody is going to believe your promise from God. Mm. Not everybody is going to believe what God has told you because it may just be as crazy as that. So you've got to find people in your life that believe exactly the way you do. You've got to find like faith, like minded Mm, people that will help you protect your promise. And so you've got to go find your 80 year old pregnant woman. You've got to go find that person who's also had a crazy word from God, a wild word from God and go to them. If you need somebody, because it's not good that man be alone. We're supposed to, to, have friends we're supposed to to have relationships and we're supposed to be able to talk to people but you can't go talk to everybody when god gives you a word don't put it as the status on facebook immediately don't go 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 live on instagram and be like let me tell you all what god has <laughs> told y'all me. yeah yeah <laughs> hey guys listen i just want to tell you this word that god yeah. has told me because you're you're gonna immediately the enemy's going to throw doubt at you. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't think Mary <laughs> oh, felt? Yeah. Uh, you don't think Mary dealt with doubt? You you don't think that 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 tried to attack her mm-hmm. mind from time to time? So she had to go find somebody that she could talk to. So she found Elizabeth, and the scripture says that when Mary, when she walked into Elizabeth's home, and she spoke to her that the babe within Elizabeth leaped, that it leaped. Another way you could put this, the promise and the vision that was given to Elizabeth leaped on the inside of her when like-minded vision and faith and like-minded promises given by God spoke its language. When When it talked the same language, you know, I, I, I'm in, I'm in music as, as well as, as ministry. And, you know, I have a lot of friends in, in ministry and that, we, you know, we talk the word and, and we talk what's going on in ministry, but they don't understand my language of music and they don't understand what I talk about with, with music. But when I get around people that are also of like faith, 
that we also are, you know, are Christians and, and we love Jesus with all of our heart, but we start talking music because they're musicians also. It wakes a whole nother part of me up on the inside because it's like, she speaks my language. Yeah. He speaks my language, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the things that I talk to, to my dear, dear friends about that they could support me with everything they had. They would be like, Kristen, we love that song. That is so good. We have no idea what you're saying as far as, <laughs> as, as the little intricate stuff, mm-hmm. you know, as far as yeah. I'm like, this drum beat right here, listen to this. Or I'll tell my friends, I'll be like, there's this keyboard part in the background. Listen to this right here. Does, yeah. it does this little beat? They're like, mm-hmm. normal ears would not hear that. Like that's, yeah. that's what they tell me. Yeah. But I can get around my musician friends and talk mm-hmm. with them and be like, listen to this. Be like, Oh yeah, that's good. You know, mm-hmm. when Mary found Elizabeth, that promise and vision within her spoke her language. And when it did, the vision, you know, maybe Elizabeth was I could just see maybe Elizabeth standing standing doing the dishes. I don't know. That's just the way mm-hmm. I see it in my head. Yeah. Maybe she's in the kitchen doing the dishes. I don't know what it looked like back yeah. then, but maybe maybe that's what she was doing and Mary mm-hmm. walked in and said, "Hey, Elizabeth and that that babe just leaped within her mm-hmm. because it was like my people mm-hmm. my my tribe yeah. this is this is people oh I can breathe because I can speak their language I I know what they're saying if you have a group of friends I'm not saying that they're bad people I'm not saying that that there are people you shouldn't hang out with but sometimes you can't speak the same language. You don't talk the same way. You don't, maybe it's friends that don't believe like you. Maybe it's, it's friends of, of, you know, maybe they do believe in Jesus, but they may not believe in the wild things like you do. They may not watch Elijah fire like you do. <laughs> and, and you start talking to them and they're like, what? Yeah. What, what? They said, what? <laughs> yeah. And then, but you get around people that do. Mm-hmm. It's just like something wakes up on the inside of you and you say, oh, my people, mm-hmm. my, my tribe, when you find your tribe, you got to stick with them. You mm-hmm. got to you got to you got to come together. And so that you can be able to wake that vision up on the inside of each of you and continue that because maybe that person had had a hard day at their job because everybody else around them didn't don't believe the promises of God like you do. Maybe you had a hard day because of the same thing, but when you get around each other, iron sharpens iron Mm -hmm. and you get around and you start talking the promises of God and you know that it's not going to go anywhere because that person confides in you the way you confide in them. And you both know about protecting your promises and the power of protecting that you've got to find those people and so i encourage you all you marys out there find your elizabeths elizabeth find your mary and get together and guys this goes for you too you know it's spiritually speaking find your mary find your elizabeth and it may be your husbands it may be your wives you know it it may be your children you may be older and have children that are old enough to, to understand this. And you get together and you start talking the word and start talking your promises and let them help 
ignite that dream on the inside of you mm-hmm. and ignite that vision to keep it awake and to Come keep on. it alive because God intends when he gives you a promise and he gives you a word on it coming to pass. And when you say, be it done unto me, according to your word, the next step is protected so that you're not in danger of miscarrying that promise from God. Mm. Now listen to me closely. Uh, you cannot miscarry this promise because when you start letting doubt, and unbelief on the inside of you. And you start letting that the enemy comes to steal the word from you. He comes immediately to steal what God has spoken into your life. You know, when a person in the physical gets pregnant and a child is a miracle from God. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. The whole, the whole design is a miracle because when, if you could see it underneath a microscope, when the, the seed and the egg collide, there's a spark of light that happens on the inside of, of a woman and it, it's creating life. That's God coming in there. That, it's what my dad says. That's God visiting your baby shower and he brings gifts and if you could see that the whole thing could only be by God's design Mm -hmm. and it's a miracle the enemy comes immediately to steal that child from you to steal that from you why do you think when somebody miscarries a child in the natural it's the most heartbreaking thing you've ever seen in your life Mm -hmm. it's the it's the hardest thing and I don't pretend to know what you felt I don't pretend to know what you went through, but that was a miracle from God that the enemy came to steal from you. Mm -hmm. But it's the same in our spiritual life too. When God gives you a promise and you become pregnant with that promise, Mm. this is for all mankind. The enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy because he, if he can steal it, He can kill it and then he can destroy your life thinking it was God in the first place that did it and also destroying you from ever believing anything that comes out of God's mouth again. Mm. And if he can do all that, then he can destroy your life and stop you from reaching your destiny. So be like Mary, receive the word then go find you people that will protect it and that will help this child, this promise as it comes to life. And the same goes for those who are pregnant in the natural. Those of you watching right now, find you people that will speak life into that child. Mm -hmm. Find people that will continue to speak life into your womb. Even if you just found out, continue to speak life into it so that this child can grow And for those of you in the spiritual who've become spiritually pregnant with something, find you people that will speak life into that womb so that it can grow and that it can change the world. Man, hallelujah! man, I feel I really feel this message like this is like I just know there are so many people that are just like it's like oxygen. Like they're just like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Um, And it's kind of funny. I have kind of a funny analogy, but. I think the 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 principle is is strong. Um, yeah. I was talking to a friend a couple of years ago, and he was being very woeful because mm-hmm. he didn't have a girlfriend. And uh, I started to break down his day um, to to reveal to him that there was no room in there 
that he wasn't positioning himself to even meet people. And so I said, okay, let's break this down. You work at a small business and you don't have a whole lot of people around you, right? It's mostly, it's, it's all married people or old people, right? And he's like, yeah. And I said, okay. And then sometimes you go to the game store to buy a game, but you don't talk to anybody, right? And he goes, no. And I said, okay. And then you go home to your parents who you live with and that's your day right and he goes yeah and i go where in here where in here is are you able to meet anybody um right. especially people your age and he's like well, no one you know and uh nowhere and so i was like where what can you do differently to position yourself to actually meet people not just to date someone but to actually meet people you know and i think that for a lot of people out there or at least some I think that there's this, they, they're, they're, they've received a promise from God, but maybe they're in a position where they're just kind of waiting for it to happen and they're not yeah. positioning themselves in a place right. where they can actually, God can be like, okay, boom, you just met that person you didn't know. You didn't know you were going to meet. Boom, look at that person over there. I want you to go talk to them. I want you to say this. Boom, right. I want you to. And it's like, we need to position ourselves into a place, especially with, with, with what's coming in this next year, even with yeah. right, right now, like, these types of things, I keep hearing messages like this, um, mm -hmm. where it's just like we need to grab a hold of the promises that God has given us and That's then right. find your people. Ask God to bring those people to you. He will. Right. He absolutely will. Yes, so. he will. Yes, he will. And and, you know, a lot of a lot of times and, and this is I've always been one for having having big visions and having big dreams. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was that kid in school that would just space out and, and daydream all Same. the time because yeah. <laughs> I wanted, honestly, to be honest, I wanted to be anywhere else but there. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I would just dream about things, you know, and I've always been one that I can see myself doing, uh, you know, I can see myself doing stuff before before I get there, before, you know, I'm the type of person that I will know what outfit I'm going to wear three days from now because I will see it in my head. And then sure enough, it's it's what it looks like, you know, awesome. but and it could be the prophetic family. I don't I don't know, you yeah. know, but um, but I've always been one to have to have vision and to have have dreams. And I've always encouraged people to have vision and have dreams, you know heard this quote one time and it was from uh, Helen Keller mm -hmm. and somebody asked her, they said, what could be worse than not having any sight? So they said, what, what could be worse? And she said to have sight, but have no vision. Mm, yeah. And yeah. that stuck with me. <laughs> and I, I, I was like, you know, and the scripture says my, my people perish you know, from a, from a, they, it says a lack of knowledge too, but it says without vision, my people perish. Mm -hmm. that, that's another scripture in the Bible. I don't have it in front of me right now, yeah. but you can go look it up. And, and it says without vision, the people perish. And so the, the Lord is trying to tell us from even the Christmas story, he constantly tells us to have vision, you know, in the, in Genesis. And when he tells Abraham, you know, he says, look, look up and, and look out, 
He's telling him, have have vision. He tells us all throughout the scripture to have vision, to have dreams, to have goals, because why? He placed this on the inside of you. And even in, why would we think that one of the most talked about stories in all the scripture, which is the, the birth of Jesus and the Christmas story, as we call it, that he wouldn't talk to you about having dreams and having vision. Mary wanted to do something great for God. And the scripture backs me up on this. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there's a part. It's called the Song of Mary. And it's when she went to see Elizabeth. And, and it just goes along with waking that vision up on the inside of, of you. She says, and, and I'm only going to read part of it. But it says, I'm bursting with God news. You can hear her excitement. I'm dancing the song of my Savior, God. God took one look at me and look what happened. She said, I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. Mm. And, And in the King James Version, it says, Surely future generations shall call me blessed. And, and that was when I read that, see, it, it leaped in me because I knew that Mary had vision. She had dreams. She wanted to do something great for God. Why would she have said, surely generations will call me blessed. And then in the message translation, it says what God has done for me, no one will ever forget. Mm-hmm. And she knew that she had been looked upon. She said, God took one look at me and look what happened, you know, and, and she knew that, that God had made her dreams come true. She knew that she was doing something great for God. But then she says, what God has done for me will never be forgotten, which means I'm going to tell people, I'm going to tell people, people for the rest of my life, that what God has done for me and my family, how God took one little girl from from Nazareth and made her a name. Mm -hmm. And, and she, he did something for her. And then in, as we read in the song of Mary, she began to worship God and she began to praise him and, and, and tell about what God had done for her. See, my, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, the dreams and visions that God has placed on the inside of you, they may seem crazy. They may seem impossible, but if they don't seem wild and impossible, they're probably not from God. Mm. That's how you know that they're from God, because the angel told Mary, with God, nothing shall be impossible. You know, with man, uh, you know, things are possible here and there. Mm -hmm. Man can make things happen. But with God, there is nothing that is impossible for you. You keep moving with those visions. You keep moving with those dreams. In the natural world, there was no way for Mary to have done this for God. And what, I mean, beyond what meets the eye, people would have said, you are insane, woman. You are crazy. Her own husband didn't believe her. Her fiance didn't believe her at first till an angel had to come to him Mm -hmm. say, Joseph, this is true. Knock it off. Yeah. It's going to happen. You know, yeah. you can either jump in and be a part of this or you can get out. 
Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's basically what he was presented with. No matter what God has told you, protect the promise, keep so moving because mm -hmm. future generations will call you blessed because look at you. God took one look at you and look what he did. You were one way and now you're another. Mm -hmm. And the difference was him. He mm -hmm. took one look at your faith. He said, Jeff, I'm pleased with your faith. Your faith has pleased with me or has pleased, has pleased me. He looks at you and he says, your faith has pleased me. I want to use you because you want to do something great for me. Mm -hmm. And so when he does something great in your life, don't forget him. Mm. Don't forget what God has mm. done for you and your family. Don't forget who you were this time last year and who you are now. Don't forget him when those dreams and those visions, they, they come to pass in your life. Mm. Be, be bold enough to stand up and say, look what God has done for me. Mm -hmm. Look what he has done for me and my family and, and be in awe of him because Mary's dream and her vision and the promise that she got from God, the way she cultivated it, the way she protected it, it changed the world. Mm -hmm. Mary's promise changed the world. Yep. And it changed our worlds mm -hmm. and it changed our life. See, we may not be presented with that dream and that, that goal ever again. There will mm -hmm. never be another son of God that is born. But why? Yeah. We are the sons and daughters of God That's now. Right. We right. are born into this world. And just like Mary, we have Jesus on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. We have him. But this time, he's not a baby on the inside of us. This time, he's not the one in the manger. What a miraculous night that was. That's, that's the first greatest story ever told was him being born into this world. But then the second greatest story and really the end of the story because it continues was when he died and he rose again. And when he rose again, he said, now all power in heaven and earth belong to me. And then he threw one of the, the robes to us. He said, now you go, you go, you go cast out devils in my name. You do greater works than, than I did. He gave you the power. So this time you don't have just a little tiny baby boy on the inside of you. You have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords living on the inside of you with all power in heaven and earth. And guess what? He gave you the command and said, now you go, mm -hmm. you go and do it. You go have those dreams. You go have those visions. You what? go make it come to pass yeah. because you have me just like Mary on the inside of you. And, and you go and tell of the wondrous things that I have done. We're, we continue to be the shepherds going and telling people, you know, it's like the chosen slogan, people must know. Yes, we know the Christmas story. We know the story of Jesus being raised from the dead, but people must know that there's a God in heaven and that he's still doing miracles. Why? Look at me. I'm a miracle. 
I, I know I am, and I, I'll, I'll be bold enough to proclaim it and tell it to the world what God has done for me. Why? Because he can do the same thing for you. Come on. If you don't have a Mary and you don't have an Elizabeth, I'll be one for you. Mm. I'll be your Mary. I'll be your Elizabeth. Let this wake the vision up on the inside of you that God has placed within you. And then you go and you tell the world because people must know. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes. That's so good, man. Oh, man. That's so good. You know, something that um, that I was thinking about as you were talking just then, this is for a lot of young people out there. Maybe you maybe you're in a home environment where you're not not encouraged to go after a dream or maybe the dream that you've been given has been squashed by other mm -hmm. people saying oh, there's no way that's going to happen. You know, um, you're just a dreamer, you know, always aim high. And don't go for a low-hanging fruit. That's for, leave it for somebody else. But always, right. aim, always aim high. And I think that that's something that um, goes along with what you're saying is 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 believing in the promises of God. That's and, right. And He always aims high. Are you kidding? Like it's <laughs> God, you know. And so that's right. I just think that that's that's um, man. That you're this dude, this message is so good. And I just, Hallelujah. it's like, it's a Christmas message. It's so great. It is. It so. is. And, and, you know, to all those people out there, like Jeff said, you know, don't be afraid to aim high because I know this may start out sounding discouraging, but you can never think higher than God. Mm -hmm. You can never think higher than him because the scripture says that he's the exceeding abundant above all that you could ask or think. So don't be afraid to think as high as you possibly can, because what God has for you is even higher than that. Come on. And so you will never be able to think as high as him. So nothing is too big and nothing is too high because every time you reach as high as you can go, that's his floor mm -hmm. that he walks on. It may be your ceiling right now, but that's his floor. And then he wants you to burst through that. And then he just goes up a level two with you. Yep. And then he just constantly keeps going. So yep. keep dreaming. Keep yep. going for that high hanging fruit. Leave the, mm -hmm. leave the low ones alone. Come on. Come on. Amen. All right, Krista, pray for the people. Yes. Yes. Pray for them. Father God, in Jesus name, Lord, first of all, Father, we thank you, Lord, for coming to this world, Lord, to save us. Father, we thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for sending your son, Lord, your, your only son, Lord, to come and to rescue us, Father, to rescue, Lord, generations to come, Lord, to give us, Lord, hope and, and a future. Father, we, we praise you, Lord, that, that you sent your son, Lord, that he died for us, Lord, and that now he is, he is risen and that he is alive forevermore. Father, I pray for all the people, Lord, that don't know you. Father, that they, that this ignites something on the inside of them to know, Lord, that you love them. Lord, that you sent your son for them. Lord, that, that you sending him was the greatest story ever told, but Lord, that him dying 
crucifying and, and rising, Lord, and taking the sin, Lord, that we we would have to have to deal with, Lord, and that we would have to be punished with. Father, that he took it for us and that he paid the price for us, giving us the gift of everlasting life. Lord, that this wakes up on the inside of them and Lord, that they believe in their heart that, that God raised Jesus from the dead and they confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and Lord, that they become a child of God. Father, I thank you, Lord, right now for all of those coming into the kingdom, Lord, that would watch this program, Lord, and that we welcome them with open arms. Now, Father, right now I pray for those of you today, Lord, that right now, those of you that have had a dream, that have had a vision that you feel like has died on the inside of you and you feel like you put it on the back burner because there just can't be any way that this could come to pass. Right now, I decree and declare into your life, I decree, wake up, wake up. Wake up the vision on the inside of you, yes, the vision that God has placed within you, that it would wake up and that it would come back to life. For all the Marys watching, I choose to be your Elizabeth. For all the Elizabeths watching, I choose to be your Mary. Wake up, wake up and do what God has called you to do. Wake up, sunshine, and go forth and do what God has set forth for you to do in these last days. God has a call for you and a destiny that he intends on you to fulfill. And so right now I speak to you that you would wake up, that you would rise and that you would continue to move and that you would fulfill the call that God has placed before you. I pray that your ears be open, your eyes be open, and that right now you would listen to the voice of the good shepherd and a stranger's voice that you would not follow, that you wouldn't look to the right or to the left, but you would look straight ahead at God calling you, come forth, come forth into your destiny. For I have so much for you, says the Lord. Come forth, come to me. I reach out my hand to you today and extend the call once more. Come with me, says the Lord, for I have a life for you beyond your wildest dreams. I have a, a family for you. I have a spouse for you. I have a job for you. And I intend on you to do these things for I have known you since you were in the womb and I've called you mine and I have the greatest life that you could ever possibly imagine just waiting. So today, take my hand. Take my hand. Don't be afraid to grab it hard today for I intend on grabbing you and gripping you with my strong and mighty hand and I will not let you fall. I will not let you fall off the edge for I will pull you to me and the closer you get to me all the other things will be added unto you. I intend on you to live in my face and in my breath so that I may breathe the breath of life onto you and that you may live and that you may declare the works of the Lord says the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this day to you. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Glory to God. 
man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, yes. This is so good. Ooh, so good. Guys, I know Lord. that you were really blessed Thank by you, this Jesus. as well. Um, Thank you, Jesus. So to shift gears slightly <laughs> on that Woo! note, I know. On that note, um, we have the Elijah Fire Christmas questionnaire. Because you Ooh. love Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm going to yes. ask you a couple of fun questions, Christmas okay. questions. If I had had time, I would have also done a little intro for this because that's, that's how okay. I roll. Next just year. Go, just Next go year. back and play the intro and then put it put it to here. Put the yeah, yeah. here. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know what? Let's just do it. Let's do it just for fun. Okay. Elijah Fire Christmas questionnaire, everybody. And feel free, everybody, to, to put your answers in the comments as yes. well. Just say question one, this. Question two, this. All right. Question yep. number one. You're walking down the street feeling great, okay? What mm -hmm. holiday song would be playing in the background? Mm, so <laughs> many come to mind. I know. I know. Um, you, can, you, you can have a playlist. You could like, come up with a little playlist. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here we go. Uh, Linus and Lucy. Um, let's see. Uh, the Little Saint Nick by the Beach Boys. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I just I really like that song. Um, uh, let's see. I, I I have I really have so many, but um, you cannot uh, have a Christmas playlist without having "All I Want for Christmas Is You." By Mariah Carey. Uh, there's just, there's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. So, so probably any of those I, I'm good with. And, and yeah. Yeah, those are what gets so. you in the holiday spirit, the Christmas spirit. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can, and I, you yeah. know, like you just can't help. So, okay. It's pretty good. Answers. Yeah. It is yeah. pretty good. It puts a smile on my face too. All right. So, yes. what is a chick question two? What is a cherished family tradition from either childhood or present day? Or both. Maybe it's a maybe it's a tradition that's carried on. Do you have any okay. that come to mind? Yes. Uh, so uh, just of course, the classic is uh, every time my family gets together on Christmas morning, my dad reads the Christmas story out of oh, Luke, and awesome. and we we have a time of prayer before we ever open gifts or anything because it's God. Without Him, we wouldn't have anything. But uh, what started about five years ago is uh, maybe four or five years ago on Christmas Eve, we were actually ministering, and by the time we got finished ministering, everything was closed. We couldn't go eat anywhere and we didn't have a Waffle House or anything like that close by to go to. So we had a gas station that was close by home that have they have the uh, Hunt's Brothers pizza or, or whatever. Oh, okay. And so they made pizza and we were like, we're starving. We're so hungry. Let's go in and get a pizza. And so we had gas station pizza that night. And so every, <laughs> every Christmas Eve since then, we have gotten gas station pizza no way. on Christmas awesome. Eve. Yeah. I except for the, for last year because they closed down. So we had to get uh, Papa John's, but oh, you know, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So we have pizza yeah. on Christmas Eve. So it's That's a new tradition. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so this one might be the same one. I don't know, but do you have a favorite Chris, uh, Christmas memory? Um. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Um. Okay. And this one is actually um uh, quite hysterical. I mean, I'm sure I could come up with with a lot, but this is the first one that comes top of my head. 
we were having our Christmas morning time of, of prayer and, and reading the Christmas story and, and, and the spirit broke out in the living room and we're, we're worshiping and everything. Well, this dog that we had at the time, uh, he, he went to be with the Lord a couple of years ago, but, um, Windsor, he came up, he was a silver lab. He came up to my dad and he had this ear infection at the time. And you, the presence of God was so strong. And this is a true story, I promise you. Like, God knows it's true. And so the presence of God was so strong, my dad laid his hands on, on Windsor's ears. And when he did, Windsor fell out under the power. No way. No way. Boom. Like (laughs) fell out, like eyes closed, everything. That's amazing. No way. And and so that, and that happened on Christmas day. And so it is, it is something that I will never forget. That's amazing. Okay. (laughs) So question four, we just got a couple more. Okay. What is the best Christmas gift you've ever received? I know I've received a lot of cool gifts myself. So I was even like, I don't even, I don't even know the answer to this. That is like, that's, that's huge. But I, I will say the first one that comes to mind, I mean, you know, if I had time to sit and think about this, I could probably come up with so many, but, um, so I had had a dream, uh, of going, of dreaming a vision of going to England since I was seven years old, it became a huge dream of mine. And in 2018, uh, the Lord blessed me with a opportunity to go. And it was a dream come true. I mean, I cried like everything when I got there, when it all hit me, it was a dream that had come, come true. And I'm in love with England, by the way. I love the British people, uh, mm. all of you. So if you're watching from England, I love you. And I cannot wait to come back. Yeah. But that Christmas, and I, I'm a, I'm a big Beatles fan, and so okay. I walked, a, I walked across Abbey Road, and I did the stop. Oh yeah, in the middle, but oh, yeah. it's uh, so I'm stopped right in the middle, and that year for Christmas, my best friend had it put on canvas for me that picture, and when I opened it up. I mean, the water work happened because it took me back to a dream and a promise that God had given me. And I was just like, this happened. This actually (laughs) happened. And so I have it hanging up in my room to this day. So that was was a big one for me. That's great. I love it. Yeah. All right. So I believe this is on a one, two, three, four, five. Okay. So question number five. Okay. What is the best Christmas gift you have ever given? Um, oh, I can't say, I can't say what I'm thinking right now because they're Christmas presents to come and people will be watching and they'll know, and I'm huge in surprises. Um, but the best Christmas gift I have ever given, um, wow, that's, that's big. Like I love giving. I really Mm do. I I just absolutely love giving. And so going, like I'm going Christmas shopping after we get finished with this. Like I I love buying gifts for people and Mm -hmm. giving. I wouldn't care if I ever got a gift just as long as I was able to give. Um, but you know, um, a couple years ago I gave my niece, uh, I bought her a guitar and she just, lost it and started crying and she was only 10 years old she just started crying and so really honestly 
any Christmas gift that I know that means something to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like I'll, I'll just print out a picture or something of the family for my grandmother for Christmas and, and wrap it. And, and it means so much to her. So I could think of so many gifts that, that I've given to people that I just know that that comes from the heart. But I'll tell you this, my favorite Christmas gift I've ever given anybody are the ones that they don't know that I gave them the gift. Mm, and it's whether okay. it's whether it's, uh, you know, taking care of a child on Christmas that that may not have Christmas mm -hmm. or, or sponsoring a family or something like that. That's my favorite Christmas gift oh. I've ever given anybody. What a great and, answer. Oh, my goodness. OK, wow. last question. <laughs> Oh, we get a bonus. Okay. But just a bo this is a bonus one. Okay. okay. All right. This bonus. Fun. You wake up and you realize that you are in a Christmas movie. What movie would it be and why? Um, so, oh, okay. Probably like either... It, you got to remember people I'm a huge Christmas fan so like all my mind is just like yeah. consumed immediately. Yeah. Number 1 would be a Christmas carol. Okay. Uh, because the story of Scrooge is mm -hmm. just awesome. Oh yeah. And, Makes and me it's cry. So, yes, it does and it's so classic. Yeah. And um because I would probably want to be one of the angels that came to him. Oh and, yeah. And him, you know yeah. if I was in the movie. Um the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, okay, uh, yeah. the, either, mm -hmm. either one or two. Yeah. Um, and then number three would have to be uh, Elf. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> it would have, have, have to be Elf. And I would I would yeah. want to play. I would just want to be his girlfriend in, yeah. in the movie. Like if, if I was a character, that's who I would play. Yeah. yeah I think you would meet his level of Christmas cheer. Like, I think right so. There. Maybe a little bit more, actually. Yeah. Maybe so. And yeah. I would totally dig the outfit. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, yeah. We went uh, to, there's a place in town that they do um, Chris, like it's a whole neighborhood that does Christmas lights. And there's like a path that you have to drive. Um, oh, and there was awesome. a guy dressed as Buddy the Elf walking around with like a sleigh. Yes. With in it. Yeah. It was awesome. So, Santa! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, Krista, thank you so much. This oh, has been amazing. Um, it's been fun. Yeah. So uh, how can people follow you on the socials? Uh, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Krista J. Bullock. Uh, on Facebook at Krista J. Bullock. You can go follow uh, my page. You can also find me on the drums on the 11th hour on the Robin D. Bullock YouTube channel. And you can find me ministering at Church International on Sunday mornings at 1045 a.m. on the Church International YouTube channel also. So those mm. are everywhere that you can find me. And if you're ever in our area, Come by and see us on a Sunday. We'd love to see you. Mm, awesome. Krista. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or Christmas. Christmas. You know. Yeah, Christmas. Yes. And, and please put my name in all Christmas songs. You, you won't regret it. You'll I know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I've you been should. listening to Christmas music like on repeat while I work. So I'm just going to start doing that. Oh, I forgot oh. Felice Navidad would be on my playlist. Felice okay. Navidad. Okay. Yes. All right, there it is. There it yeah. is. Okay. All right, everybody, put your answers in the comments, yes. question one through six, and let us know. And uh, we want to hear what you guys have to say as well. So, yes. um, everybody, that is our show. This was Krista, the Christmas special, part one. Have a lovely Saturday, and we will see you again tomorrow. Yeah. Bye bye.
This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.